This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. So tonight, I want us to just get into God's Word. And like I said, I'm just believing for a freshness in the Word of God tonight. Those of you who are watching, um, I encourage you to expect with us to hear the voice of God. And let's start in John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. And this is Jesus talking to the disciples before he went to the cross. And he tells them, he says, In that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked me nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now now picture Jesus sitting here and he's talking to, to us. He's talking to the disciples And they had communicated with Jesus. You know, they had seen Jesus open the blind eyes. They'd seen Jesus raise the dead. They'd seen Jesus, you know, speak to the storm. And and he tells them here, he says, in that day, talking about the day when he was raised from the dead and he went to the right hand of the Father for us, he says, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Whatever we ask the Father in Jesus' name, he says he will give you. He says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name because he was there with them. He says, until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask in my name. Ask the Father, and you will receive that your joy will be full. Now, we've heard that, we know that, but are we doing it? Whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, He says He will give it you. Well, well, how do I know what to ask? We, We learn what to ask by spending time in His Word. God's Word reveals His will. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, His Word, we know that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, then we know we have whatsoever we ask. Once again, I'm believing for a freshness, a revelation on the name of Jesus. Whatever we ask the Father... In Jesus' name, have you been asking the Father for things? If not, I want to encourage you to begin to ask whatever we ask the Father, whatever includes wisdom, whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, whatever includes finances, whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, divine connections and relationships, whatever we ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto us. And he goes on to say, Ask, and you will receive that your joy will be full. When I truly believe that I receive from God, I've I've found His promise in His Word. I've asked the Father according to His will. He says, ask, and you will receive that your joy is full. Well, there's full joy when I know I have what I've asked for. Romans 15, 13 says, there's joy and peace whenever I believe. 
So if whatever I ask the Father, what is it that you need to ask the Father? Whatever situation it is, I encourage you to find it in the Word. If it's having to do with your family, if it's having to do with your body, if it's having to do with your business, whatever, say it, whatever. I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. It will. Notice he didn't say it might be given unto me. He said it it will be given unto me. Ask and I shall receive that my joy is full. The word receive means take. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. And he just said whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. And when I take that as God not being a liar, when I take it as that God's word cannot fail, This will get us a long ways in our relationship with God. That if I apply God's word and it doesn't work, then the problem is with me, not with God. If I try to do something in God's word and it does not manifest, it is not in God's court where the problem is, it's with me. So if I ask the Father in Jesus' name and I don't receive it, it's not because it's not God's will, because God's word reveals God's will. And if I find it in God's word, then I know it's his will and I can be confident that he wants me to walk in it. And if I ask him and I receive it by faith before I see it, he says, my joy will be full. An indicator that I'm in faith is there's joy. An indicator that I've received, there's a joy. An indicator that I truly believe that God answers my prayers, there's joy. Whatever, whatever, say whatever, whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. Say unto me. This is Jesus talking to you and I. This is a promise from our Heavenly Father, and God wants us to ask Him in the name of Jesus, and it will be given unto us. Not it might, not sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. God, you know, you hear some people say, well, sometimes God says yes, sometimes He says no, and sometimes He says wait a while. That's not Scripture. That's not Scripture. That's some religious person that tries to give a reason... While they didn't walk, somebody didn't walk in the answer. Remember, if there is no manifestation to something God has promised me, then the problem is not with God. I've got to look right here. Everybody do this. Put your finger up. This is good for us. Right here. Right here. I've got to look right here. Right here. Whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. Whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. Just like pleading the blood of Jesus, you've got to practice applying the blood of Jesus. You've got to practice declaring the blood of Jesus over your finances, your family, your friends, your your, uh, businesses, whatever it is. It's the same way with the name of Jesus. In order to develop our faith in anything... It it takes us choosing to believe God's word in our heart and choosing to declare God's word with our mouth. Whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. Ask and I shall receive that my joy is full. An indicator that I'm in faith is there's joy. An indicator that I'm in faith, there's peace. An indicator that I have my answer, that I know God cannot lie, is watching over his word, there's going to be joy. Whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto me. Now, think about what, what he's saying there. Whatever I ask the Father in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name is meaning it's the same weight 
That is, if Jesus himself was asking. So do you think Jesus gets his prayers answered? Two of you do? Okay, so he says, now you're not going to ask me anymore. He says, you're going to ask the Father in my name, and it will be given unto you. So when the Father hears you and I say, in the name of Jesus, it's the same thing as the Father hearing Jesus pray. So we pray in Jesus' name, and Jesus takes our prayers to the Father, and the Father hears it as if Jesus is praying, and we all agree that Jesus gets his prayers answered, and he wants us to get the prayers answered the same way Jesus got the prayers answered. Do we agree that Jesus gets his prayers answered? He says, now the same way I got my prayers answered, you use my spirit, you use my name, and you pray to the Father, and you'll get the same results that I got. Look at John 17, verse 23. Whatever we ask the Father in Jesus' name, it will be given unto us. Now, now this should give us boldness right here. Thinking about, now before we read this scripture, do you believe that God loved Jesus? We believe that God answered Jesus' prayer. We believe that God loved Jesus. John 17, verse 23, this is before Jesus went to the cross. He's praying for you and I. And he says, God, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. You have loved them as you have loved me. You have loved them as you have loved me. So, so this picture of Jesus is sitting right here and the Father loves Jesus and the Father's going to answer Jesus' prayer and Jesus is saying, Father, I'm asking that they understand that you love them as much as you love me and the same way you wanted to answer my prayers is the same way you want to answer their prayers. Because God loves us the same way he loves Jesus, he'll answer our prayers in the same way he answered Jesus' prayer. The Father loves us. There's power in the name of Jesus. He loves us so much that he gave us his spirit. He loves us so much that he gave us his name. He loves us so much he gave us his nature. He loves us so much that he shed the blood of his son Jesus so you and I could approach the Father with boldness and confidence knowing that God loves me as much as he loved Jesus. Did Jesus get results? The answer is yes. Did Jesus get his prayers answered? The answer is yes. Did Jesus do signs, wonders, and miracles? The answer is yes. Did Jesus fulfill the plan of God upon the earth? The answer is yes. And he says, with my same name, with my same spirit, you do what I do. John 14, verse 12 through 14, say it. God loves me as much as he loved Jesus. John 14, verses 12 through 14. Most of, now, I know that can be hard for our mind to wrap around. But we don't receive the Word of God with our mind. We receive the Word of God with our spirit. It takes faith to receive God's Word. There's going to be a lot that we don't understand, but we receive it by faith. We take it by faith. That's why I said, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. You don't know how it's coming, but all you know is you ask the Father in Jesus' name and it's given unto you. You don't know when it's coming. All you know is you've asked the Father in Jesus' name and it's coming to you. You ask, you receive, and your joy is full. So right here he says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, 
he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, the word ask here in the Greek language means to require or it means to demand. So Jesus is saying, okay, the works that I do, you're going to do the same works that I do. He says, whatever you require, whatever you demand in my name, that's the key phrase, in my name, he says, I will do it. What you demand, if you know your rights as a child of God, what you require in Jesus' name, he said he will do it. 1 John 4, 17. We'll come back to that scripture here in a bit. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Now, if you're a real religious person, don't write me ugly letters or anything. Just read the Bible, okay? Because I have people all the time that get so upset at me um, because I'm reading the Bible. It goes against tradition. But Jesus tells us the traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. I'm not in this to be another uh, religious person. I want to know God. I want to walk in what the Bible promises. I want us to experience. I want us to know God out at the barn, in the arena, in the business, wherever we're called to go. And he says, in Jesus' name, there's more power in the name of Jesus. And he says right here, as I am, so are you. He says, because as he is, so are you in this world. So we see Jesus says, okay, God loves you the same as he loved me. He answered my prayers. He'll answer your prayers. He says, whatever you demand in my name. So, so there's praying, which is John 16, verse 23 and 24. That's praying. John 14, verse 12 through 14 is not praying. That's demanding. It's when you follow the, the, the apostles, you follow the book of Acts, most of the time they did not pray for the sick. They laid their hands upon them and they commanded the sickness to leave. They commanded healing to flow in their body. Now they prayed beforehand. Because that's where we learn the heart of God. That's where we learn where our rights are. That's where we learn the, the mind of God. That's where we learn the will of God. That's where we learn what is God's will, what is not God's will. That's, that's where we learn in our prayer life. It changes us. It doesn't change God. It changes us. And then there's times like John 14. He says, now as I am, so are you. The works that I did, now you do the works. You use my name and you do the works. You bring the change with my name. There's power and boldness in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who go to church. That's not what he says, huh? <laughs> these signs will follow those who are perfect Christians. That's not what he says. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. These signs will follow those who do what? Who believe. Who believe. Start where we are in our journey because we're all at different places and choose to believe God's word. Choose to believe what God's word has said over what you see in the natural. 
these signs will follow. The word follow means to come along beside. He said, these signs will come along beside you if you believe. This is for every child of God. Signs are supposed to follow me. Say it. Signs are supposed to follow me. I'm not telling you to go around and be a fruit loop. I'm not telling you to go around and be just where you're a wacko and nobody wants anything to do with you. What I am saying is through relationship with God, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. By the spirit of God, we're at the right place at the right time, doing what he's called us to do in the name of Jesus. You build the business in the name of Jesus. You're a mom, you're a dad in the name of Jesus. Whatever you do, do it in the name. He says, and these signs will follow those not who are perfect, not who have the perfect attendance, those who choose to believe. Start where we're at. When I was first learning this, man, I was, I was still messed up in a lot of areas, but I was willing to believe. And because that I remember college, I didn't have money to, to pay for getting a new clutch put in my truck. It's in the middle of the night. And so I'm looking around, make sure nobody's watching, you know, so I'm learning. But I just laid my hands upon the truck and I said, said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am asking you for healing in this truck. Your word says lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. My truck is sick and you know I don't have money to take care of it. I never had to, the next morning, so I go to sleep. I come out the next morning, start it up. I never had to put another clutch in that truck. Now... That's because that's where, where I was at. There was times I could, I could spend hours of praying for horses, praying for cattle, praying for people. These signs will follow those who do what? Believe. See, see my, my behavior is going to be driven by what I believe. These signs will follow those who do what? Who believe in my name. In my name, as, as representing me, in my name, we have an assignment to be what we're supposed to be and do what we're created to do using his name. Where when somebody is hurting, you're there to operate in his name. When somebody does need prayer, these signs accompany us because we believe. In my name, they cast out devils. He says, these signs will follow those who believe, but when is the last time or have you ever seen a devil cast out anybody? Most churches, the answer is no. They would run the other way. But he says, in my name, I'm not, we're not saying go around and look for a devil behind every bush, but when the opportunity presents itself, you know that these signs follow just... Uh, Last week, week before last, two, two weeks right in a row, I was ministering in another place and the, the individual had been hooked on dope for 40 years and I command the, the addictive spirit. Now, now you can be born again. You cannot be possessed by a devil if you're born again. Possession means spirit, soul, body. The devil has consumed you. Now you can be tormented. You can, be, you can have a demonic influence and so I break the power of the, the devil off this person and it just, it starts swinging this person side to side and there was a pole right here. So I grabbed them. I was praying over them like this and I grabbed in between the pole because the devil was trying to slam their head up into, against the pole and I command the devil to come out and they just went under the, the power of God and just the peace of God consumed them. 
Next week, I'm praying over this individual and the Holy Spirit starts showing me about witchcraft and sorcery and tarot card reading and everything. And the devil just slammed him on the, on the ground and said, I, no, I'm not. And this is a woman. And the boy says, no, I'm not letting her go. I said, yes, you are. You come out in Jesus' name. Devil left, the peace of God came. I was first, I mean, I was so hungry for the things of God. I remember I went to this meeting and, and I was sitting there and you maybe have heard this story, but it just, it, these signs follow us because we believe. And we're at this big coliseum, this big preacher's up there. He's preaching everything. And all of a sudden I hear this, rawr, rawr. I hear all this foaming. I look up there and this person's foaming at the mouth and, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, I've just gotten saved and I'm just... I thought I was going to have to go change my drawers, you know. I mean, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And I kept hearing, I, was, I kept hearing, go, go your, lay your hands on that person. And I say, uh-uh, I'm not getting anywhere near that person, you know. And so by this time, they had the person in the, aisle, in the aisle of this coliseum, and all these people are gathered around there praying, and the Lord keeps saying, go lay your hands on that person. Oh, I'm not, I know you probably never argue with the Lord, but I was arguing with the Lord. I was so afraid at this time. I said, okay, Lord, I was just hungry for the things of God. And I get up there and I squat down and I start laying my hands on this person. And sure enough, the ministry team gets there and they go tell everybody. They, they tell everybody, say, go sit down. They said, except for you. And they look right at me and they said, you come with us. And so I think, oh, my gosh. And I have this person by the feet and we take it out into the to the foyer there, this Coliseum. And I like this. And they begin to cast the devil out of this person. This person raises up. And I had hair at this time. And this person, and it was the hottest air I've ever felt. I'm going you know, ah, <laughs> like this. And they command the devil to come out of this person and the peace of God just floods them. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. There's more demonic activity than people are aware of. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And most religious people don't want to talk about the devil because they don't want to stir him up and they're afraid of him. And they think, if, if we just keep it real quiet, he won't show up. No, he's there. And he's keeping people in bondage in areas that we shouldn't settle for bondage. He says, in these signs, they will speak with new tongues. Well, that's another one. Most churches, they flip out if you go to speaking in tongues. But it's a sign that follows the believer. Once again, we're not saying be a lunatic. We're not saying being a fruit loop. It's a gift from your heavenly father. Will you pray in other tongues? That's every born again believer has that ability to do that. Now, if a person gets up and gives a message in tongues, then there needs to be an interpreter for the message. But if you're a born again child of God, God wants you to pray in other tongues. It builds you up. You pray the mysteries. You pray the plan of God. It, you pray the perfect will of God when you're praying in other tongues. He says, these signs will follow those who believe. Say, those who believe. And it goes on. He says, they'll take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. and by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands upon the sick and they will recover. Now, when he's talking about taking up serpents, he's not saying going around and grab a snake. You know, he's referring to like in, in Acts chapter 28, whenever Paul's building the fire and the snake reaches up and latches a hold of him, the, the viper, and he shakes it off and it was supposed to kill him and nothing happened to him. Because he knew who he was in Christ Jesus. These signs will follow those who believe. If you drink something or, or eat something that it, it's going to take everybody else out, well, it, it, you have the right... To stand your ground and say, it will not. It will not make me sick. 
It will not take me out. These signs will follow me because I believe. And he says, lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That's why we lay hands upon the sick here, because these signs follow us. Last night I was uh, preaching at a place, and this guy, he had had real bad issues with his lungs and everything. I laid hands upon him. I commanded the cell, just did what the Lord told me to do. I got a text this, this morning. He woke up, and he'd been in this condition for a long time. Woke up this morning completely healed. Why? Because these signs follow those who believe. So is that me? That's what I've got to ask. Do I, do I believe? Yeah, I'm born again and I'm saved, but do I keep believing? Do I believe what I read in God's Word? Now notice he says, in his name, Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Say it, in his name. There's power in his name. There's boldness in his name. In his name. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, or when you look at that word in the Greek, it means power of rule or power, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now, this is Jesus talking. He's raised from the dead. And he comes back and he says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he says, Now go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, now go back to the beginning, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority, all power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And most of the time we stop right there and we say, yes, Jesus has all power in heaven and all power on earth. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Immediately, he turns to the church. You and I, born again children of God. He says, go therefore. He says, now you take the power and authority that I have and you go. Two thirds of God's name is go. You go. You go into the area of your giftedness. You go into the area that you're called to go into. You go. You, you go. Go go therefore in my name. When he left us his name, he was expecting you and I to carry out his will on earth as his representative. Whatever area you're gifted in, we are given his spirit, we are given his name to carry out his will upon the earth. Jesus is no longer here in the flesh and blood body. He is at the right hand of the Father, but he's given us his spirit, he's given us his name. He says, now you go, and these signs will follow you when you go. And in verse 20, he says, and I want you to know, I'm always with you. When you go in my name, I'm always with you. Say it, he's always with me. When I go in his name, not in my name, not in my might, not in my power, in the name of Jesus, he says, I am there with you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, what are you asking in my name? Are you declaring in my name? Devils, get out of here in Jesus' name. Sickness, get out of here in Jesus' name. Lack, get out of here in Jesus' name. He says, I'm going to be there with you and I'm going to make sure what you're doing in my name comes to pass. In my name, say it, in, in his name, in Jesus' name. Matthew 18 through 20. Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Now, once again, as children of God, and I, I, I think we will agree across the board, we have settled for less than what God has for us. And he's saying, I, I want there to be a freshness in the name of Jesus. 
Matthew 18, he says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. In my name. Notice he says, I'm saying this to you. Say to me. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Notice he didn't say whatever I bind. Whatever he binds. Whatever he looses. He says, no, I'm speaking to you. Who has the authority upon the earth? We do in Jesus' name. Remember in the very beginning, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. He didn't say, let us have dominion. He says, I'm making man that I can work with and I'm going to expand my will on earth just like it is in heaven through man. Let man have dominion. Who was Jesus saying, I give my name to man? He says, what you bind is going to be bound. What you loose is going to be loosed. When's the last time you've bound demonic powers from your family, from your finances, from your physical body? When's the last time you've loosed resources to come to you, loose angels to do their job? He says, what you bind and what you loose is what I'm going to back up. When you do it in my name, when you look at this, he says, where two or three are come together in agreement in my name, I am there in the midst of them. It means that he is there watching over what you ask and what you agree on in Jesus' name. He says, I'm going to make sure it comes to pass. But a lot of times we're truly not agreeing. We get real religious and you hear this a lot. Will you agree with me? And you, yeah, I agree with you. And you agree and you pray. One person's agreeing, one person not, is not agreeing. And when it doesn't come to pass, I say, yeah, I didn't expect it to happen anyway. They weren't truly agreeing. So when we find God's Word, and we find somebody who will believe it right along with us, and you come together in agreement, Deuteronomy tells us one could put a thousand to flight, two could put ten thousand to flight. So I'm powerful by myself, but if I can find brothers and sisters in the Lord that will agree with me, that will release their faith with me, that will connect to what God is saying with me, then things begin to move because of the power of agreement. Jesus says, I am there in your midst making sure what you agreed on in my name will come to pass. In my name. Say it, in his name. Now, Revelations 1.18 it says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Now, whoever has the keys has the authority. Go back to Matthew 28, where he says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, power, rule has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore. What was he doing? He was delegating authority. He was transferring the authority. He was saying, The same way that I fulfilled my assignment, I've given you my name for you to carry on my assignment. The same way that I got God's will done on earth, just like it was in heaven, in my name, now you go and you be a representative of God's will on earth 
earth just like it is in heaven. In his name. It means that the same power that was in Jesus is the same power that was in us. The same spirit that was in Jesus is the same spirit that is in us. The same qualities in his name as representing him. He says, now go get it done. Go there for in my name. Listen to Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Now, that once again, this takes practice of meditating on God's word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And you're going to believe you more than you do me. You're going to believe you more than you do God. Huh? What you think, what you talk about, your internal dialogue, you believe you more than you do anybody. That's why I say it takes practice of you declaring in the name of Jesus and and seeing your words going into that situation. How would Jesus handle this situation? When he spoke to the storm, he says, now you do the same thing in my name. When he laid hands upon the sick, he says, now you do the same thing in my name. When he cast out devils, he says, you do the same thing in my name. He said, the same authority I have is the same authority you have, but you got to do it in my name as representing all that I am in my name. The reason I keep saying it is because I wanted to get past these flaps on the side of our head and get down into our spiritual ears where we're hearing what God is saying. Because I can't control what you do with it, and you can't control what I do with it. We've got to take ownership of what God has promised us ourselves. It will not work for you if you don't work it. It will not work for me if I don't work it. In His name, say it in His name. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. There's power in His name. He says, therefore, God also has highly exalted Him. Now, now, like I said, we've been talking about the blood of Jesus. And Peter tells us to the, the blood of Jesus is precious. The word precious means to honor it, to esteem it, to respect it. Well, the name of Jesus is above every name. And it's time for us to honor that name, respect that name, meditate on that name, declare that name in his name. You rope in his name. Pray over your horses in his name, over your business, over our families in Jesus name and go back. Now, Jesus would pray the prayer that I just prayed. Would he get his would he get answers? And the answer is yes. And God is wanting us to get the same answers. Philippians 2, 9, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name, say the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You think of the authority. He says the name of Jesus gets the attention in the heavens. The name of Jesus is the name above every name upon the earth. Is cancer a name? The answer is yes. Is dementia a name? The answer is yes. Is lack a name? The answer is yes. Is, does a curse have a name? The answer is yes. He says the name of Jesus is above every name. What name do you need to put in its place? Because you've been given, we've been given the name that is above every name. The name that is above every name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Devil, you are not more powerful than the church of Jesus Christ. You are not more powerful than the name of Jesus. You get your hands off my body. You get your hands off my resources. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say it, in Jesus' name. Now, a a lot of times, 
uh, because we go to all different types of denominations. A lot of times people will, they will say, well, if God wants it done, then he'll just do it because God's sovereign. And God is sovereign. And in his sovereignty, he has told you and I to take his name and to do something with it. And that if we don't do it, it's not getting done. And that's why the body of Christ, yes, we're saved, we're born again, we know we're going to heaven, but then we just think it's God's will that we live a life that is defeated. We live a life where sickness and disease consumes us. We live a life where it's miserable. But Jesus is saying, I want you to take my name. And I want you to, to lay hands upon the sick. I want you to speak in other tongues. I want you to cast out devils. If any sickness or disease comes near, in Jesus' name, it will not harm you and it will not hurt you. But remember, it's only to those who believe. It's not to the churchgoers. It's not to the Bible toters and thinking, well, I've just got the devil on the run. He is not afraid of you and your Bible. He is not afraid of our church buildings. He is not afraid of us running around. He's not afraid of our song services unless we are doing it in the name of Jesus. He isn't afraid of this unless we're doing it. He isn't afraid of this unless we are using his name. We are declaring his blood. Remember, Satan hates the blood of Jesus. Satan hates the name of Jesus. Satan hates the word of God. And he hates you and I who do the word, who plead the blood, who declare the name that is above every name. But the Bible says we are going to, to have a, a, a shock, like an amazement, that this little pipsqueak is what we've been dealing with the whole time and we've been afraid of him. New Testament Christianity doesn't say, hold on and we'll hope we make it to the end. No, New Testament Christianity says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. New Testament Christianity says, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. New Testament Christianity says, in the name of Jesus, devil, you bow your knee in Jesus' name. Say it in Jesus' name. So if, if... Because this is another thing you hear, well, when the apostles died, all the power left, and God doesn't heal anymore, God doesn't deliver anymore, God doesn't do these things anymore, and they're saying, okay, the name has lost its power. And if the name has lost its power, there's not one of us in here that's born again. If the name has lost its power, not one of us are saved. But the name has not lost its power. The name is still above every name. Look, look at Acts 4.12. He says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The name of Jesus not only brings us into the family of God, the name of Jesus keeps us progressing to the territories we're called to. He says, as I am, so are you in this world. You take my name and you go into the spheres of influence that you're called to and you make a difference in Jesus' name. You lay hands upon the sick in Jesus' name. You do what you're called to do in Jesus' name. Acts 17, verse 28, it says, in him we live and move and have our being in Jesus' name, we operate. I want you to meditate. When you're, when you're working on whatever craft you have, do it in Jesus' name. When you're, when you're nailing something, you do it in Jesus' name. When you're worshiping, you do it in Jesus' name. When you're preaching, you do it in Jesus' name. When you're being a, a man, a woman, do it in Jesus' name. Because the devil 
cannot overcome a person who knows they, who they are in Jesus' name. Smith Wigglesworth, I don't know if you've followed much of his work. He, he was back in the 1800s, but they have a lot of books and stuff written about him. And this man had 27 people raised from the dead in his ministry. You talk about know who he was. Now, he grew up as uh, he couldn't read, couldn't write until his wife uh, taught him how to read and write. And then he, he became a powerhouse for God. And there was a guy that had been bedfast for six years and he was just skeleton laying there in the bed and they asked Smith if he would come and pray for him. And he says, well, I will if I can get seven other people to go with me. And he had the seven other people to circle around the bed and they, Smith grabbed one hand of the guy, the skeleton guy, and somebody grabbed the other hand. So that guy was in the circle and Smith said, okay, we're not going to pray. We're just going to repeat the name of Jesus. And they begin to declare in Jesus name, in Jesus name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he said, they did that for a while and the power of God, the presence of God fell in that room five different times. And that guy would start to shake and everything. And Smith finally looked down at him. He says, the power of God is here. You've got to accept it. And the guy was mumbling something because he's real weak. And Smith put his ear down to him. And the guy says, I've got to repent because I've been mad at God because he, I thought he should have already healed me. And as soon as he repented, the power of God come back down again. And they were just saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Smith said, there it is. The guy accepted it. The bed shook. The guy shook. God healed him. He raised him up completely. And many were saved just by the power in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, there's more authority in the name of Jesus than what we have operated in. There's more power in that name than we have operated in. E.W. Kenyon uh, says this, he says, But we have a conviction that before the Lord Jesus returns, there'll be a mighty army of believers who will learn the secret of living in the name, reigning in life in the name, living victoriously in the name. He said, if our minds could only grasp the fact that Satan is paralyzed, stripped of his armor by the Lord Jesus Christ, and that disease and sickness have to leave at the mention of his name, we could live in resurrection power in his name. In his name. Remember in Acts chapter 3, you can read it in your own time, when Peter and John, they go to the, the gate, beautiful, and this man had been laying there since a young man, and he couldn't walk. And they didn't have a prayer meeting for him. They didn't... Now, now when you look at this, the, the word beautiful, it represents the architectural uh, building, how beautiful the building is. But it also relates to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, when he says, In the end times, people will have a form of godliness, but deny the power of, thereof. And it was saying there was this beautiful structure, but it didn't meet the needs of men. Just like religion, it can be a beautiful building, but are signs and wonders and miracles following there. It can be a great song service, but is the power of God there? Are people getting saved? Are people getting delivered? Are people getting healed? Are there signs following and the guy looked at Peter and John, and this is what Peter said. He says in verse 6, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Notice what he said. What I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up 
and walk. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Then they brought, brought Peter and them in there, and in verse 16, Peter's telling them, he says, man, don't look at me. He says, in his name, verse 16, through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of us all. In his name and through faith in his name. In his name, how does faith come by hearing? How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he says, I didn't do this. He said it was faith in the name. Practice declaring the name. Charles Spurgeon, another minister in the 1800s, he, he was called to this old lady's house. And this lady lived in a one-room shack. And, and the house was made out of just wooden crates. And he goes in there, and she's on her deathbed, and she's malnutrition and everything, and he's looking around, and he notices up on one wall, there's this beautiful uh, document, and she had it framed, and he put it there, and he says, well, what is this? And, and the lady says, well, I served this noble lady for half a century, and before she died, she left me this. And Spurgeon says, well, can I take it and, and examine it a little more? She says, yes, just make sure that you bring it back. I've had it for 12 years or so, and it's very special to me. He says, I'll make sure you get it back. And so he takes it to the authorities, and the authorities says, we've been looking for this. The noble lady had a stamp on it and had left this lady a beautiful home with more than enough money to take care of her for the rest of her life, but she didn't know what she had. How many times do we have a, a document that we think is so beautiful, and it is, and we honor it, and we put it on our coffee tables, and we carry it around, but we're just like that old lady in the bed, malnutrition, because we really haven't tapped into what we have, and the whole time, there's more than enough. The whole time, we have rights and dominion and authority. The whole time, we're created for greatness. The whole time, it was stamped by the blood of Jesus, and all we have to do is, is dig into it. How many times have we had the answer right here... And we didn't take the time to get into it. Say no more. I believe that we're just scratching the surface on insight and the power that's in the name of Jesus. When you leave here tonight, homework assignment. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You begin whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, it'll be given unto you. Find the Scripture in God's Word, whatever situations you're dealing with, and ask the Father in Jesus' name. And I want you to see God the Father that loves Jesus, He loves you the same way. The same way He answered Jesus' prayers, the same way He will answer our prayers when we do it in the name of Jesus. He says, whatever you demand, whatever your rights are, Satan, things have not been working the way they should work. I demand you, I break your power over this situation in the name of Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm going to be right there to make sure that it comes to pass. Now, an indicator that you have it, that you trust God, don't be moved by what what you see. It might not happen today. It might not happen next week. It might not happen next month, but don't lose your ground. Don't let, don't let it distract you because it happened, hadn't happened overnight. Lay hold of it until you walk in it. Stay on the Word of God until you experience it. Have that bulldog tenacity that this is what God has promised me, and I'm not letting go of God's promise until I see it manifest in my life in Jesus' name.
I want to pray over you. Father, I love you so much. And I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful for boldness in the name of Jesus. That Holy Spirit, we're asking as this revival sweeps our country, that there's a revelation of the name of Jesus, the name that is beautiful, the name that is precious, the name that is almighty, the name that is all-knowing, the name that is so powerful. It's the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee bows, every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, Father, I just plead the blood of Jesus over everybody here, over the people watching, And I declare that there is a hunger stirring on the inside of us of the realization of the name of Jesus. There's power in that name, that we use that name, we apply that name, we live in that name, we worship in that name, in the name of Jesus. Amen.